Thanks so much to Grammarly for supporting the Apple Bits XL podcast. Grammarly is a communication tool that helps people improve their writing to be mistake-free, clear, and effective. Start writing confidently by going to Grammarly.com slash AppleBits with a Z to get 20% off a Grammarly premium account today. All right, everybody, let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Brian Tong here. Welcome to the show. It's the AppleBits XL for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. I'm your host doing the most it is episode 56 and i just want to say thank you so much to everyone who continues to support the show at patreon.com slash brian tong it starts at two dollars a month and that's how you also get a completely ad-free version of the show we do have ads to help support me to help support what i'm doing here but that is there's a link in the patreon page you can put it into your podcast app and you will never hear a single ad but thank you so much for everyone who continues to support this work all the work that i'm doing and um yeah i'm grateful so let's get into the show we know that look this the weeks right now are still kind of slow you'll get a few hits of news once in a while but i had to start off with the best story of the week now i don't know if any of you have been following this at all or seen the major news but tim cook was at a workforce policy advisory board meeting a couple days ago. It was on Thursday, March 7th, and U.S. President Donald Trump was there. And this is not about ripping on Trump. This is just some funny stuff, though. He referred to Apple CEO Tim Cook as Tim Apple. Now, I don't know if you saw this. I don't know if you heard this, but I'm going to play the clip because you got, you got to just hear this. It's funny. I used to say, Tim, you got to start doing it over here. And you really have. I mean, you've really uh, put a big investment in our country. We appreciate it very much, Tim Apple. Uh, But we're opening it up. We have. Wait, what? No, no, no. Hold on. Um, Let me me play that part one more time. Just 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 to make sure. We appreciate it very much, Tim Apple. Uh, But we're opening it up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry, but come on. And look, he's had a history of calling people the wrong names. He even called the CEO of Lockheed, whose name is Marilyn Hewson, in another in another speech slash presentation. He also referred to her as Marilyn Lockheed. So I think the new thing should just be, hey, let's take our first name and then whatever the name of the company that we work for, that should be our last name. But look, Tim Cook took it to another level and then ended up changing his Twitter name from Tim Cook to Tim Apple using that Apple icon that that is on your keyboard. Tim changed his freaking Twitter name to Tim Apple the next day. That is hilarious. That I don't know for all the things that I've criticized Tim Cook about over the years for just not being that innovative of a thinker and being an operations guy, which is really just the truth more than a criticism. I got nothing but love for Tim Cook. That might be the best troll of 2019. That's just funny. Yeah! (laughs) Tim Cook, you win. You absolutely win the Apple news for this week. So we had that happen. Yes, we move on with actual real news and this came earlier in the week 
Apple held its annual Apple Park campus meeting in Cupertino. It actually happened last week, Friday. And this is where Tim Cook shares details about Apple's future product plans without actually giving away details. But Bloomberg reported on what he said to um, the investors, and he said that Apple is, quote-unquote, rolling the dice on some future products that will, quote-unquote, blow you away. I think he says this every year. Cook went on to say that Apple's eventual goal is to be able to reduce the price of the 2018 Retina MacBook Air. It currently starts at $1,200, so maybe they're going to make it $1,198 instead of $1,199. Now, in reference to the Apple Watch and AirPods, Cook also said there is a long, great roadmap of fantastic products on the horizon. He didn't go into any more detail. We know that there's been rumors of the new AirPods coming soon in the near future. Some people started throwing out a, a release date of March 29th because we do know that in a couple of weeks, Apple is expected, based on reports from BuzzFeed, which has been really reliable on these type of events, that they'll be doing a keynote on March the 25th, which is a Monday, where they'll be talking uh, most likely about some of the new services they'll be revealing, whether it's the Apple News Service, the Apple TV, streaming, subscription service of content, things of that. We don't know exactly yet, but we we have been told, at least initially, we weren't expecting to see any hardware. Maybe the AirPods do make an appearance. Maybe they don't. There was like a fake video that was shared out on the internet, like this could be a sneak preview of the AirPods 2 commercial, but then everyone found out it was a... a a hoax, and basically a media stunt by a PR company. That makes no sense because no one knew who the PR company was that did it. They just leaked it out. But it does show how the smallest bit of content or anything related can be totally manufactured. Someone could say it's from a source, and people will initially believe it for like a day or two at least. Now, for time out future Apple products, we already know that Apple's been working on some sort of AR glasses headset. They've ramped up with you know, people, acquisitions of companies, people in the space. Well, Ming-Chi Kuo, our Apple product guru, is reporting now today that Apple's AR glasses are expected to launch in 2020 as an iPhone accessory. Now, according to Kuo, the Apple AR glasses, they're going to first be marketed really as an iPhone accessory, really take a primary role to be the display while wirelessly offloading all the computing and networking and all the positioning and things of that nature to the phone. So the iPhone will do the heavy work. This is going to really allow the glasses to be slimmer and lighter. If we they packed everything into the glasses, they're going to be thick and chunky. So really, this is actually a smart strategy from Apple because, look, they're counting on they have such a huge loyal user base group that's already going to have an iPhone. Yeah, you make these Apple glasses and they'll be able to be the thinnest possible because everyone already has an iPhone. I think that is interesting and unique. I've said a long time ago, must have been years, that if there was any product that Apple could kind of could be that next thing that is special and unique to them, it could be these Air glasses. At the same time, I don't wear glasses and it's going to got to be super compelling for me to even give this a shot. Yeah, would I try it to review it? Of course, but to do this daily... I don't I'm not I'm not there yet personally. Now Bloomberg reported earlier back in 2017 that they were already developing an AR headset aimed to be ready by 2019, although the reports say the company should could ship the product in 2020 
We've talked about kind of the new operating system based on iOS dubbed ROS internally for reality operating system. So it's in the works. It's coming. It's going to be really interesting to see how effective or how much appeal it has for the mass market because if it's a proof of concept of technology, I think it can definitely be that. But if I looked at in my family, my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother, their significant others and their kids, how many of them would actually be the target market that would buy a pair of Apple Air glasses right away? The only person would be my brother who wears glasses. But every one of those people has an iPhone. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if this is really Apple just testing out the technology to lead to bigger and better things, which is totally fine. Uh, I'm completely behind that, but it's not like it's going to be some sort of mass market appeal product, but they're going to try and do their best. We've got a bunch of stories lined up here right now that are going to be related to Apple and kind of their digital content and things that are happening uh, around them and behind the scenes. But this story from the New York Post says that Hollywood producers are telling them that Apple executives are being intrusive and lack clarity and are impeding some of their original content efforts. So these are original TV shows that we expect to see debuted on Apple's service later this year. Again, they've been quoted as being called difficult to deal with on the project. Now, this is where I find this really interesting. Cook and other executives from Apple have been described as intrusive with the biggest complaint from producers saying that Apple has been sending streaming partners notes as they watch each of their shows and contributing their opinion. There's been a quote-unquote lack of transparency and lack of clarity on what Apple wants throughout the process. Okay, this already is concerning to me because you have people at Apple. Look, Apple's forte is not giving editorial decision-making on content. That That's that's not their wheelhouse. And although they can maybe have final say of what type of content ends up on their service, as a creative, you can't be limited or be told by Tim Cook, like what's going to be on your show unless they clearly make ground rules. That's what it says in this article. They are not being very clear. One agent noted that Apple has been very involved they say that, right? Look, this makes sense. Writers and directors typically prefer to work without a lot of oversight from higher-ups in a corporation. One of the repeated notes that has been sent by Cook is he's been telling producers and showrunners, quote, don't be so mean, exclamation mark. Is that is that the new quote for Tim Cook? Like, we had Google back in the day with Eric Schmidt, don't be evil. Is Tim Cook's new anthem or sorry, Tim Apple, don't be so mean. They haven't reported which shows the note has been sent to, but I am very concerned. Again, here's a direct quote. Tim Cook is giving notes and getting involved, said a producer who has worked with Apple. One of the CEO's most repeated notes is, don't be so mean. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see. We, there's a lot of shows that are expected to be coming to the new service. Even for those of you Captain Marvel fans, if you've seen the movie yet, I did. It's awesome. It's solid. 
It's not the greatest Marvel film. It doesn't break into my top five MCU films at all. It's a solid part of the story. If you're an MCU fan, you got to see it. But I can't say it was, you know, a top five Marvel movie for me, but it's good. It's, it's really, it's really good. It's not bad at all. It's really good. It's Marvel knows what they're doing. It's really good. And it's fun. Okay. Back on topic though. Uh, Brie Larson star of Captain Marvel has agreed to star in a CIA drama series that will be on Apple service as well. So that's cool, right? You got hot names doing hot things on Apple's new movie TV show service. More stuff going on around Apple and content. Direct TV now, the service, gains Apple TV app integration. So this, what this allows you to do is take advantage of the cross-device episode and movie tracking with the up next feature so this is in the apple tv app the right that whole area where it says watch now it's called like the tv app but it's movies and tv shows and i just don't really use that although i thought i would i just never use i just go straight to the content that i want to so it's supposed to be kind of a home base for your apple tv if you use it but at least you get that direct tv now integration also kind of weird a leaked Aquaman movie suggests iTunes 4K stream could have been cracked for the first time ever. As noted by Torrent Freak, Aquaman, the film, is only available on digital right now. And it looks like it may have come from iTunes because Amazon and Netflix don't have that file yet. It's a 4K file. This would be the first time that an Apple iTunes stream has been basically cracked before anyone else and been leaked out to the public. And I'm not one who actually advocates any of the torrent stuff. I look as a creator, I support creators. Like, you know, we're grown. We're some of us (laughs) are grown adults. I believe in supporting the content that you actually love, but that's just me. I'm not going to judge you if you don't, because guess what? I was a, I was a college kid once. So since Aquaman appeared two additional 4k, Files for Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse have also appeared. So uh, if there is some sort of vulnerability going on, they need to patch. It's not 100% clear if it is actually iTunes, but just because of the actual movie and its availability, that is that is what's kind of making people go, mm, okay, we'll see. Also, there's going to be a lot of fierce competition. For those of you who haven't really noticed that are Netflix users, you've seen and heard Disney's plans to pull their content. Some of it has already been pulled in their new service. They're going to do their own Disney service called Disney Plus. And this is crazy. Disney CEO Bob Iger was speaking to shareholders uh, this week and talked about more of the details. He said that the entire Disney motion picture library is going to be available. The entire one, meaning the iconic Disney vault. You won't have... These windows of time where they sometimes let you watch movies, every single one will be available. We also know they're working on new Marvel shows that are tied into the MCU. There's a a Loki show and a Scarlet Witch show that's in development. But this is also competition because, look, everyone is now kind of doing their own service. You have, you know, not only did you originally have Netflix and Hulu and Amazon, you have DC Universe, you have Disney Plus, you have... Apple doing their own service. So again, when we talked about cutting the cord, yeah, you can cut the cord, but now there's going to be so many different places to get content. If you're one of those people that has to see everything, you're going to you're going to be ending up paying more 
than you would. The way that this ties to Apple, though, is that Disney's Bob Iger has a seat on Apple's board. So that could be at risk because if both plans company plan, companies plan to launch video streaming services, that might be a conflict of interest. Not that like Bob Iger has really guided anything related to what we see <laughs> at Apple. He just sits there, nods his head, and probably makes a nice little side check. All right, Apple Music. I got to give props to Apple for this. Apple Music is the only major streaming service not appealing royalty increases for songwriters. So Spotify, Google, Pandora, and Amazon, they came together to appeal a recent U.S. copyright royalty board ruling that would see songwriter royalty payouts increase by 44%. They are against that. Apple, meanwhile, seemingly looks to be the only streaming service that is not planning to appeal that. So under this ruling that Spotify, Google, Pandora, and Amazon are trying to appeal, streaming services will be required to pay songwriters and publishers 15.1% of revenue up from the current 10.5%. They've all teamed up to appeal that ruling, whereas Apple is not going to, and Apple, you know, although they may have disrupted the music industry with the iTunes store and things have changed now, people are streaming more than ever, buying actual songs as downloads. I'm not saying it's dead, but it's it's getting dead. I'm one of those few people that will buy a specific song that I really want just because my brain is wired old school that way. But Apple has earned praise from the songwriting industry because of this, and maybe they're they're building a bridge or doing a nice thing or saying, hey, we we believe songwriters and creators should get paid and we're sitting on almost $300 billion anyways. So I do think it's it's really interesting how they are the only one that is stepping away from this. And it does make Spotify, Google, Pandora, and Amazon a little thirsty because we already know like s- streaming music, people are, they're make, people are making pennies off of that stuff. Big time, legendary, performers, artists, top-tier talent, they're making pennies off of streaming. So Apple, good on you. You know what? That's good, Apple. It is. It is. All right. Thanks to Grammarly for supporting our podcast. Grammarly is a communication tool that helps people improve their writing to be mistake-free, clear, and effective. They encourage everyone, even the best students and top pros, to use Grammarly to do their best work and accomplish even more of their goals. Now, Grammarly, if you don't know, it's a writing assistant that makes you look and sound smarter. So you can start off this year by improving yourself and your communication at school, work, and almost anywhere else with Grammarly. It's available across platforms, including your online browser extension, a desktop editor, and a mobile keyboard checker. Some of the key features, well, Grammarly is available on multiple browsers, Chrome, Firefox, Safari, Edge, and all platforms, iOS, Android, Windows, Mac, and the free product reviews critical spelling and grammar. Now, the premium version of Grammarly looks out for spelling, grammar, plus advanced punctuation structure, style with context, vocabulary suggestions, conciseness, and readability for different occasions, whether it's a business proposal or academic essay. And trust me, I know I need all of the above. 
Now, you can stop making email typos on your phone, close more deals at work this year with your emails, and polish your resume to get that new job. Grammarly is going to help you accomplish that. Now, I actually installed the plugin on my browser, and what I found, which was awesome, is it literally worked instantly, whether it was um, with my email client, on Twitter, on um, on YouTube comments. Like Grammarly, they underlined the stuff that clearly wasn't grammatically correct and uh, suggested the other solutions. So think of like a spell check with grammar check on steroids. That's really what Grammarly is. So you also have the premium account, and there's some cool things in there. Punctuation and contextual spell checker was cool. There's also plagiarism detection. So you can't really get away with copying that report and it still works across the web. So go to Grammarly.com slash AppleBits to get 20% off your Grammarly premium account today. That's Grammarly.com slash AppleBits with a Z for 20% off your Grammarly premium account. All right, back to some of the stories that matter for you. This is an interesting change and shift. Apple says iPhones with third-party batteries are now eligible for repairs. So iPhones with any aftermarket batteries installed by, let's say you've gone to a third-party repair shop because you didn't want to pay at the time what Apple did for their own battery replacement, they are now eligible for service at Genius Bars and Apple authorized service providers. So this is not the battery specifically, But before, let's say you brought in an iPhone and you had done an earlier third-party battery replacement or swap, now you, at the time, you were denied any service for any kind of iPhone with a third-party battery. But if the repair is going to be unrelated to your battery, the Genius Bar and authorized service providers are now instructed to ignore the fact that you have a third-party battery and proceed with service as normal, according to an Apple internal document that was first reported by French blog iGeneration. Now, repairs to display, logic board, um, and other things, you'll still have those normal fees apply, but this is the first time that Apple has kind of changed this policy, which is great. I think that's another good Apple. Yeah! I mean, we're getting all kinds of good Apples today. Is this, a, is this a good week? I guess there isn't much product news about Apple, so they get, they're getting props. And if you're an Apple Watch band collecting fiend, reports say they're beginning to sell out ahead of the probable spring 2019 refresh. A lot of them have been sold out. The 40 millimeter and 44 millimeters in kind of those soft pastel-y colors like hibiscus and mellow yellow and... Pacific Green, which if you remember the joke was literally blue, but they called it Pacific Green because Apple's Apple, and they can make up colors whenever they want. Anyways, we're expecting Apple to potentially release their new bands sometime around March 21st, according to what people are believing. They did this last spring, the first day of spring, unveiled their new lineup of Apple Watch bands, so we'll see where that goes. Also again, right, Apple's hosting a March 25th event if all things go according to plan. So maybe they might hold off a few days for it, but better if you want to rush over and get your Apple Watch bands, by all means, go have at it. A company is selling refurbished iPhones in custom colors without the usual steep premium. This is kind of interesting. A French company is offering refurbished phones in colors that you can't find anywhere else for less than what Apple charges for a brand new phone in a stock color. 
and not really not much more than a standard refurb. This is only available in France. It was spotted at Mobile World Congress. It's for iPhone 8s and iPhone 10s, but I wouldn't get yourself too worked up by it. I did think it was a cool idea, though. The company's name is called Remade, and if you want to check it out, hey, I'm just, I'm just delivering the info to you, okay? And who says gaming on Apple devices is dead, or at least, let's say, AAA title gaming? Sony has released, just this week, the Remote Play app to control your PS4 with your iPhone or iPad. So it's a new app. It's called Remote Play. It allows you to basically use your iPhone and iPad as a remote screen and directly connect to your console and play them through the on-screen iOS touch controls, which can be problematic for really finite control. But this is still really cool. You can literally see and control remotely your display or your PS4 on your iPhone. But what also makes it unique and cool, like I could imagine, and I haven't tried it out yet, I can imagine taking something like my iPad Pro, getting my PS4 connected, and then from my bedroom or somewhere playing my games on it. What's cool though is that it, from what reports have said, you don't have to use the virtual controller that shows up on the screen. People have reported that the Nimbus, it's a real popular, basically like a full-on console level controller that connects via Bluetooth. It's MiFi supported, will be able to connect to your iOS product while connecting to your PS4. So I'm going to check this out. I'm really curious to see if it actually works or not. Um, If I can play NBA 2K19 from my PS4 onto my iPad while I'm just chilling, that's kind of fun. And then someone's going to say, why don't you just play on your PS4? You're probably right. I'm just kind of trying to think outside the box, okay? Shoot. All right. We know this show is all about y'all. We had a few calls. I think last week, you guys and gals are probably just completely tapped out with just calling because we had so many, but we do have a couple calls that I just wanted to get to. And uh, here we're going to start off with Joel, who has additional thoughts about from last week, Samsung and Apple and where they stand with each other. Hey, Brian, you know what? You're absolutely right about, you know, Apple needing to step up their game. Uh, This is Joel from Michigan. And I really think that they, you know, this is the year that they really need to bring it. Um, You know, I, I haven't had a Galaxy phone since uh, the Note 7, which is when I went Apple, uh, still rocking with my uh, XS Max, you know, the tennis, the tennis Max, the tennis mat, as you called it. Um, but yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, though, and they, um, I just watched the Unpacked um, keynote, and Apple fans need to get really pissed off. Uh, it's it's going to get really serious. Uh, this competition is fierce, and if you don't bring it, then you get left behind, and that's really what this is about. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Keep up the great work on Apple, Joel just says, just bring it. I think we all agree with that, right? A lot of crazy competition. Things are getting real serious in 2019. I don't know if you've seen uh, Samsung Galaxy S10 reviews just dropped this week. I'm actually doing a special bonus episode for you all that will be coming out. Um, talking to Raymond Wong from Mashable, who's reviewed the S10, um, just to kind of give a little balanced perspective of what's going on. But it, it's kind of like... Yeah, it's outside of the deep Apple's core story stuff that we do. But I think it's important to have and just want to kind of expand the content that I bring to you and for all of you that continue to support this show. 
So um, very cool stuff. All right, we have one more call, and guess what? Surprise, it's HomePod related. Hey, what's up, Brian? Hey, man, I'm a big fan. I've been listening to you for a while now. Uh, I'm from Kansas City, and I just wanted to know, what do you think about getting a HomePod, you know, from my house, and if multiple user, users will be able to uh, connect to it? And uh, that's all I have for you. All right, so first off with the HomePod, here's the thing. You can have multiple users connect to it and say the normal stuff like, hey, Erie, uh, turn on the lights, um, you know, set the thermostat, things like that. Okay, you all that stuff anyone can do. But what most people, and what I'm assuming you're asking about is with multiple users, can it manage multiple user profiles? And the answer is still no. It can only um, deal with one specific person's contacts, uh, reminders, and things of that nature. So if you're hoping that you can have, it can detect different voices and be able to know it's a different profile, you can't do that with the HomePod. So Apple's behind there. They've always been behind with that. Other products clearly do that. Uh, Google's Home is good at that. Uh, Even the Amazon's Echo can do multiple users now. But I have had the most success. I think I, I I think the best integration for me right now with multiple users in a family is the Google Home. But HomePod can't do it. It's not there. Uh, I you know you've heard me talk about how far it is behind just on every level, other than the fact that it does sound really dang good. But I wouldn't buy one right now. I would at least wait to see if the Apple does release a smaller, cheaper, more affordable version. That's really the one that if someone was even on the fence of getting a HomePod, I would say go for it. But it's just not worth the high price tag that it is right now. It's just not. And so wait it out. WWDC's happening in June, somewhere around the first two weeks of June. And I think that's really going to be really telling with what Apple may or may not do with the HomePod. If they do nothing and we hear nothing because it is really more based on software and some hardware, uh, you got to imagine that they're kind of looking at it as a dud. All right. Just want to say thank you so much for everyone who's a part of the show. Remember to call in. I know it's still slow, but we love hearing from you. 1-833-888-ABXL. That's 833-888-2295. Or if you'd like to send a direct voice message, you can email that to me at applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's Apple Bits with a Z, and we'll put your voicemails and comments and your thoughts in the show as well. And again, so much thanks to all of the Patreon supporters out there. Got to show love to my Platinum Apples at the $100 Patreon level. Brandon Ledford, Terrence McKelvey from Stratos Wealth Partners, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frater, Jarrett Lewis, and Calvin Fatikar. Thank you so much. And for all of you that are listening and continue to support this, hey, five-star review that. Put in some comments on iTunes. I think we're somewhere around 725 five-star reviews now, something crazy like that. I just appreciate all the support. Tell your friends. Share it if you can't financially support. But my Patreon is starts at $2 per month, patreon.com slash Tom. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great week. Be safe. That's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Take care. Peace. Peace.